At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast. Presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of the Hornets. Rob Longo with you today following Charlotte's 122 to 116 loss. Yes, it is sadly a silver linings edition of the HHC as Charlotte falls to 7 and 18 on the season. We'll give you your game recap. We'll provide you with our silver linings, and we got to talk about a couple of the guys that are really shouldering the the load the last six games that have really kept this team afloat, kept this team in games, and that is Kelly Oubre and Terry Rozier. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that recap, of course. And if things seem a little bit different today, that's because we are officially members of the iHeart Media crew. A big shout out to everybody able to get this done and completed, especially during the middle of the season. So you can still find yours, whether that's Apple, Spotify, but we are additionally on iHeart right now. And if you happen to find us on iHeart, we welcome you and say, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Hornets Hivecast today and helping me out on this podcast today is the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. Sam, we gave you a couple days off. It's been a few days since we've talked with the team being home the last couple of games. They're finally back out on the road. So although it is a Silver Linings edition, it's still good to talk to you as always. Thank you for having me. I am always happy to be on and it has been a little while since I've been on. I feel like we haven't been on the road for or wasn't needed on the road, but we're going to need it later in the month. So I guess I kind of get back, have to get back into rhythm. Yeah, Hornets have a really big West Coast swing coming up here in a few weeks, but in the meantime, they're going to have three of their next four games at home. We'll talk about that here later on the next couple of days over the course of the week here on the Hornets Hivecast as Charlotte will be back in action on Friday at home against New York. You can get your tickets at Hornets.com. But let's go ahead and talk about this other game against the Brooklyn Nets, the other team of the five boroughs, if you will, from last night where the Hornets fell 122 to 116. And this one really, the way that it shook out in the first half, didn't have any business being this close as Charlotte trailed this one 38 to 28 after the first quarter. Brooklyn shot 59% from the field in the first 12 minutes. 
shots, and then the Nets ended up shooting at 1.62% from the field in the second quarter. At halftime, it was 73-55. Charlotte was able to go on a little bit of a run towards the end of the second quarter to cut the deficit to what ended up only being 18, and I say only 18 because this one was out of hand much, much more. Brooklyn led this one by as many as 23. Then we go to the third quarter where Charlotte really, really turned on the Jets, outscored the Nets 32-23 to in the third frame, only trailed by nine going into the fourth quarter, 96-87, to mostly in part because of Kelly Oubre. He had 10 points in the third quarter alone as the Hornets closed on a 10-2 run in the final three minutes and eight seconds of the third stanza. Then we go to the fourth quarter. Brooklyn had to call timeout. The Hornets extended that run 19-8 to into the fourth quarter. Jalen McDaniels did pick up his fifth foul. He's playing pretty good basketball there midway through the fourth quarter. It was 109-107 Brooklyn at that point. It got down to the nitty-gritty under a minute to play. Brooklyn led it 118-116. to Kyrie Irving gets fouled by Terry Rozier. There was very, very light contact. The Hornets challenge. The call stands. Kyrie goes to the free throw line, and the Hornets were just not able to close the gap from there as Charlotte falls 122-116. to Kyrie Irving goes for a game-high 31 points. Terry Rozier finishes with 29 of his own to lead all players in purple and teal. And before we get to your thoughts, Sam Perley, something I want to touch on here is what head coach Steve Clifford said after the game in regards to where the game went awry and also that challenge that I just talked about. You know, we played a poor first half. We played a really good second half. Uh gave ourselves a chance to win the challenge to me I just watched it I mean I, I again I'm, we don't have every angle but I am surprised they came back so quickly at, w- with an unsuccessful challenge call when you watch it it doesn't really look from the angles we have like there was any contact at all. Sam, I'm not going to disagree with head coach Steve Clifford there that it didn't feel like a lot of contact, but at the end of the day, the Hornets had to outscore Brooklyn 61-49 to in the second half just to lose by six. And the other piece of this puzzle, too, is Charlotte was abysmal from the free throw line. 12-23 from the charity stripe. It was not very charitable last night. That's your ball game right there, I feel like. I understand that there's hundreds and hundreds of plays that go on during an NBA game, and you can really dial it down to that one in the final minute where the call did not go in your favor. But at the end of the day, if Charlotte even shoots its average from the free throw line on the season, it's a little bit of a different story, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you hit the nail on the head. This was a, a tale of two halves, trailed by 23 uh, in the first half. And the second half was just spectacular. You really kind of wish, you know, you've seen it a lot this year. It's the Hornets get off to a slow start. They find their rhythm. They rally back. They get it into crunch time. And then, uh, unfortunately, more often than not, just haven't been able to get those plays down the stretch, get those stops, get those rebounds. Sometimes the call here or there that goes the other way. It's just you leave very little margin for error when you trail by 23 points at the end of the second quarter. I mean, against a team like this that has NBA finals caliber aspirations and talent, I mean, you have to play an almost flawless second half and again you, you have to remind yourself you're still undermanned you're still missing a lot of your lead offensive guys you're missing some of your best defensive players you lost pj washington to an injury didn't appear to be anything serious jalen had to leave briefly in the fourth quarter so you're really kind of you know pulling it together with duct tape down the stretch so i mean really thrilled with the effort in the second half i mean they really cleaned things up defensively i mean they shot really well almost 55 percent Six of 13 from three-point. They out-rebounded the Nets by nine. Uh, what was really big is they only gave up one offensive rebound in the second half and turned eight Brooklyn turnovers into 17 points, too. So took a little while to get going. They found the rhythm and put themselves in position to win. Uh, unfortunately, just couldn't get the shots. Durant hit a big three, and I think within the final two minutes, and then foul call. I mean, I think in the moment, it, it was close. I think when you look at different replays and different angles, it certainly looked like it was one that uh, if it had – 
been originally not called a foul and then reviewed, I don't think it would have been confirmed. There wasn't enough evidence to swing it one way or the other. I think the refs maybe just saw it was, you know, saw what they saw. So unfortunately, it, it didn't bounce their way, but there's some good stuff to build on, especially offensively. I feel like the offense is slowly starting to kind of click and get a little bit more consistent. One correction on my end, Kyrie Irving finished with 33 points for what it's worth. Kevin Durant had 29 as well. When you take a look at this team, Sam, obviously the Brooklyn Nets are the Brooklyn Nets. They are only 14-12 and 12 compared to where we've seen them in years past and the way that they've struggled and that sort of thing with chemistry and, of course, coaching change beginning of the season. But at the end of the day, they still have Kevin Durant, they still have Kyrie Irving, and Seth Curry came off the bench and had a really big first half. He finished the first half with 15 points. He was the leading scorer at that point. He was 6-7 from the field. He cooled off significantly in the second half, but he still finished with 20 points when it was all said and done. He had 20 of Brooklyn's 35 bench points. But at the same time, you take a look at this Hornets roster. Still no LaMelo Ball, no Gordon Hayward, no Cody Martin, of course, no Dennis Smith Jr., who has arguably been your best defender this year. And somehow, someway, they were able to just chip away, chip away, chip away, end up outscoring the Nets by 12 points in the second half to give themselves a chance. So you can't argue that this team has no heart because they certainly do. The second half was the prime example of that, and we've seen that time in and time out this season that... The Hornets have no quit in them. So, again, I understand it's frustrating, but at the end of the day, when you're trailing by as many as 23, it's very, very difficult to mount that comeback, and it's even more difficult to mount that comeback when you go 12-23 from the free throw line. It's only one of the reasons why the Hornets lost this game, but that's just the one that I can't really get over personally. I understand free throws have been an issue for Charlotte the entire season, but at the end of the day, you just simply cannot go a little bit over 50% from the free throw line. In comparison, Brooklyn was 12 of 16 from the free throw line. So they only shot 75%, but 75 is a lot greater than 52 in my book and every other math book out there as well. So again, that's the one thing that I can't really get over, but At the end of the day, some really strong performances all around from the Hornets. But as a team collectively, that free throw shooting just has to improve. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a tough one because, you know, what you did in the second half, like I said, you got the rebounding down, you turned turnovers into points, you shot well from in the paint and from the three-point line. And that, it just circles back to when when you fall into such a heavy or such a deep hole in the first half. I mean everything has to go right in the second half. You have no, I mean, we've said the phrase, you know, till we're blue in the face of the season. You just don't have margin for error to do things like miss 11 free throws in a six-point game. I mean, it's just, it's really, really hard. I mean, you need everything to go right. And the Hornets did so much right in the second half and the free throw stuff. They just, you don't think about it in the moment and then it starts kind of creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. And all of a sudden you look at it, it's 52% or 60% and it's tough. But, you know, I think every you know, not that it makes it any easier, but every team is going to have nights this year where they're going to have a, a free throw night where nothing clicks. And I think the Valley even ran kind of a interesting stat that opposing free throw percentage at Barclays is the lowest of any arena in the league. It's something like 72 or 73%. Uh, obviously, the Hornets would have loved to be at 73 last night, but I don't know if something's going on there. It's the you know, crowd or the environment or what it is. But yeah, every team's going to have a night where, you know, if they just hit, you know, half of the missed free throws that they had they probably would have put themselves in better position but like you said over the course of a game there's so many different plays that if stuff goes this way or that way then you know it's a totally different outcome and at the end of the day too you got to tip your cap where credit is due Brooklyn certainly did that last night shooting 57 percent from the field and like I said at one point the Nets were shooting 60 percent from the field at halftime they cooled off 
a little bit in the second half of round two, 53% or so. And again, Charlotte did not shoot the ball terribly either. They finished around 54% from the field. They shot 55% from the field in the second half. They were shooting 52% in the first half as well. So Charlotte certainly gave itself a chance there. Just a little bit too much to overcome there in that first half, trailing by as many as 23. Still, some stuff to build on as the Hornets fall to the Brooklyn Nets 122-116 to last night. We'll go ahead and give you your silver lining picks next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. It's a Silver Linings edition of today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo, lead writer of Hornets.com. Sam Perley with me here on today's edition of the HHC. Thanks for tuning in after Charlotte Falls 122-116 to in Brooklyn last night. Time now for our Silver Linings portion of the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, every time there is a loss, there is some Silver Linings that we can go back and look at and take the positives out of. And, of course, there were a lot in last night's game. So, Sam Perley... You know how this works. You go ahead and lead it off with your silver lining player from last night. I will always defer to you. Who is your silver lining pick? Yeah, well, there was uh, obviously a number of good candidates to choose from, but the guy that kind of stuck out to me and I just love, and I think he really sparked some of that energy in the second half was Kelly Oubre. 28 points. That's a six straight 20-point game, which ties a career high. Eight rebounds, had an assist, two steals, a block. I thought he was really, really involved on both sides of the court, um, attacking defensively and attacking the basket, I mean, really kind of fueled some stuff there in that second half. In the second half, he had 18 points, 
six rebounds, too, was a big factor on the glass. Big reason why Charlotte had such a, a wide rebounding differential, too. So I thought he, he's been absolutely fantastic this year. So Kelly Oubre uh, was my silver lining last night. Bryce McGowan will drive in the lane with a right hand. No, Plumley got the rebound, though. Gives to the corner. Oubre, 4-3. Yes, sir! Blow a kiss! Kelly Oubre, Jr., with 28 points, forces the timeout from Brooklyn. A once 23-point deficit is down to one. What a comeback here from the Queen City. Unfortunately, that was the closest that the Hornets got in last night's game to get it within one. Charlotte did lead it early on there in the first quarter, led it 17-16. to We're looking to take their second lead of the game there, but unfortunately, we're not able to do it. But yeah, Kelly Oubre, again, 11-20 from the field, 3-for-7 from beyond the arc, 3-for-5 from the free throw line. He also did have those eight rebounds as well, but again, another game that he is north of 20, and we'll talk about that here a little bit later as well. For me, I'm going to go with another guy that has had six straight games north of 20, and that's got to be Terry Rozier, even though the passing is something else that can be added to that scoring as well. Hit ahead to Rozier. Rozier, lob for McDaniels. He'll throw it down with two hands and a timeout for Brooklyn. What a feed there by the Hornets. And once again, it's down to a two-possession game, 8.54 remaining. Again, Terry is one of those guys that you feel like, for the most part, he's going to get his points. He's going to get his. Finishes with 29 yesterday, obviously a team high. But the thing that impressed me the most is probably the five assists that he had and the fact that he only turned the ball over once. Yeah, the 13 for 24 shooting is good. The 50% from beyond the arc is good at 3 for 6 from 3-point land. Did not get to the free throw line a whole lot, which was a little disappointing. But at the end of the day, the passing from Terry Rozier, we've seen him do it in the past. He did have a triple-double last year. He's had a a triple-doubles in previous years as well when he was with Boston, coming off the bench and that sort of thing where he played primarily point guard. He likes to pass the ball. It's just usually in this setup with the Hornets when everybody's healthy. He's that two-guard. He doesn't have to worry about creating his own shot. He's more in catch-and-shoot situations where I personally feel he's a little bit more comfortable in. But But right now, because of the injuries, the way that this roster is constructed with who is healthy, he's the one that has to take over the point. He's the one that has the ball in his hands the majority of the time. He's the one running the offense, and he's been doing a really good job with it. Yes, the points are great, but the passing, I think, is even better from Terry Rozier. The fact that he's able to get everybody involved. And one of those guys that really benefited from it last night was Jalen McDaniels. He finishes with 19 points, 8 of 14 from the field. Also had 7 rebounds and 3 assists personally himself. But the reason I think that... Jalen was able to get so many points racked up is because Terry was able to feed him like you heard in that highlight where it's just easy, simple buckets, easy open looks at the basket, and he's able to convert on them, which, again, what we've seen from some previous defenses, the Hornets haven't had that many easy opportunities, but they did last night against Brooklyn, and I think Terry Rozier was a reason why they were able to open that up. Yeah, he was really good, and you make a good point about the assist, too. I mean, they're asking a lot of the guys they have right now, and a lot of the guys that are in the rotation right now, basically the entire bench has never played in an NBA rotation before for a full season. So what you're asking night in, I mean, it's really, really hard to consistently perform every single night in the NBA. I mean, that's, you know, you look at the guys that, you know, average 25 and score 25 or 30 points a night. Those are the anomalies. I mean, I mean, more often than not, it's up and down performances throughout the league. And right now, Terry is, I think he's starting to kind of find a little bit of a groove. He missed the first couple weeks of the season with that ankle injury. And they're asking a lot of him right now. And he's delivering. I mean, he's, you know, he's facilitating. He's becoming, I mean, they have to, with the offense kind of stuck a little bit in the mud right now with no LaMelo and no Gordon and missing some other guys too. I mean, they need him to score. I mean, it, 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 most often than not, it's going to be to score or to set other guys up, up to score. And sometimes, more often than not, Terry and Kelly as well just have to kind of get the ball in the hoop because 
you know, not to diminish anybody else in the starting roster or starting lineup, but there are just limitations scoring-wise. I mean, setting those guys up, they're not necessarily offensive initiators. They're getting better, but it's just kind of not exactly how the offense was structured given going into the season, given how many injuries they've had too. So yeah, Terry's been finding a groove and I thought he was really good and really, really sparked that, helped spark that comeback there beginning in the third quarter. The other thing to mention too is that both of our silver linings played heavy, heavy minutes. Kelly Oubre played 41 minutes last night. Terry Rozier played 40 as well. So those guys certainly, I'm sure, got a lot of good night's sleep last night because they were probably doggone tired by the end of it. And again, those guys have been playing a ton of minutes here over the last handful of games as well, just trying to help just shoulder the load while a lot of these guys are out injured. So a tip of the cap, of course, to Kelly Oubre and Terry Rozier. Those were our silver linings. And we got to talk about those two guys next. They are reaching some career landmarks that are worth noting. And we're going to talk about that next here on a Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Kelly Oubre Jr., one-on-one with Tyree. He wants to take it. He'll go to his right, just to his spot. Fires for three, and that's good. That looked perfect all the way. Kelly Oubre Jr. blows the kiss. He's got his sixth consecutive 20-plus point performance. Kelly Oubre with another great performance in last night's game. And, of course, we just talked about it for a handful of minutes here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo and Sam Perley, the lead writer of Hornets.com. Wrapping up this one, putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And why is that notable, that six-game streak that Kelly Oubre is on? Well, with that 
performance last night. It matches a career-long streak from December 1st through the 13th of 2021. So Kelly much just like playing at the beginning of December where he's able to go north of 20 in six consecutive games. Another player that has also done that was my silver lining in our last segment. That was Terry Rozier. He has now gone six straight games with 20-plus points. That is now the longest streak of his career. So Sam Perley, I just thought those were something worth noting that these two guys are really carrying the offense right now with all of these injuries out. I know we've talked about it a handful of times that these guys are now kind of the savvy veterans. They're the ones that they realize that they are going to have to pick up the slack. But still, when you go north of 26 straight times and you're on that scouting report for the last six teams and they still can't stop you, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And mentioned in our last points, I mean, it's, it's no secret the Hornets offense has struggled this year. And it's not only so much about missing those guys, but the whole offense revolves around those guys. That was the whole plan. Everything runs through LaMelo, runs through Gordon, runs through Terry, who missed the first two weeks of the season. Like, it just, that's kind of how it was constructed. And unfortunately, when you've had so many guys kind of go in and out, I mean, I don't think they've had all three of those guys together this season for any game. And I think there's probably only a handful they've had even two of them at the same time, too. So it does feel like the offense is starting to click a little bit more with the guys they've had, I think, outside of maybe that Milwaukee game. It feels like for the last five, they've had some really, really good stretches of offense at times um, outside of that Bucks game. So, uh, and maybe the fourth quarter of that Wizards game last Friday night. So you start to kind of see it a little bit more, and these two are a big reason why. I mean, if you can consistently be getting 20, 25 points every single night from Kelly and Terry, I mean, that just helps. Again, you need a lot of everything to go right offensively. But when you can rely on getting 50 points a night right now from Kelly and Terry combined, it opens things up a little bit more. Opposing defenses start to kind of zone in at those two a little bit more. It starts opening things for Jalen, who we've seen have some close to 20 or 20-point games. PJ had a big outing the other night. Probably would have scored more if he didn't leave the game last night. Mason is obviously in double figures. I mean, it just opens things up more and more. And so, therefore, that margin of error that we've talked so much about you know, becomes a little bit more expanded. So those two have been really tremendous, and, and especially Kelly, who I think was kind of penciled in as a guy that was going to start off the bench this year, maybe even be the seventh guy behind Cody Martin, and he has stepped up filling in at the two, filling in at the three. There's possessions where he's running the offense through him, just attacking the rim. I mean, to see kind of how his game has evolved this season to what the Hornets have needed as opposed to what he did a lot last year and really through kind of the early portion of his career in Washington and Phoenix and Golden State. I mean, kudos to Kelly. I think he's really been, not to knock anybody else because I think a lot of guys have stepped up, but I think Kelly has really, really been the most consistent force for the Hornets. I know it's been kind of a struggle this season, but I don't know that where they'd be without him right now because he has been really, really bringing it every single night. I mean, you look at his numbers and everything is 15, 16, 17, 18, up to you know high 20s right now. So he's been great. I mean, really, really good for the Hornets, and they've needed everything that he's given them thus far. To put things into perspective, Sam, Kelly Oubre has played in every single game so far this season. That's 25 games. He has scored in double figures in all 25 games. When you take a look at it, he has scored north of 20 12 of those 25 games, even going back to that game in Cleveland back on November 18th where he scored 34 points as well. Now, Terry Rozier on the other side, he also has been north of 20 
in 12 games. And of course, he does have that streak now with six consecutive games of 20 or more. But the other thing that's probably even more impressive from Terry Rozier's standpoint is that he's played in 17 games. You talked about that ankle injury where he missed a handful of games at the beginning of the season. Then he had that illness in Boston a couple of weeks ago where he just did not dress and ended up being a blowout against the Celtics. So with all those things said, I think you bring up a really good point where without these two guys, I don't know if you can put more value in one or the other, and I don't really want to, to be honest, but without these two guys, I don't know where this team would be. I I don't even want to speculate because this team, without those two guys, I just... It's almost unfathomable where this team would be. So, again, notable to bring this up that these guys are going on an absolute tear right now because if you're able to get even one of your guys back, if you're able to get LaMelo back, if you're able to get Gordon back, if you're able to get Cody Martin back, where I know we don't want to speculate on injuries, but we're assuming that LaMelo is probably the closest out of all of this just based on the nature of the injury. And even maybe Dennis Smith Jr., who, again, is not huge on the offensive court. He has shown sparks, and he's obviously able to score the basketball, but he's more of your defensive guy. If you're able to get LaMelo Ball back to really drive the keys to this offense and hand him the keys to this offense, then I don't know if you're able to really take anything out of question with this team just because of the way that Kelly Oubre and Terry Rozier have been playing, and then you sprinkle in a guy that is a prolific passer like LaMelo. I mean, it's going to take some time to gel, obviously, but at the end of the day, this could be a huge turnaround for the Hornets. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I would add one more to the point I think we both made that you know where would the team be without these guys and and you know obviously the record you look at it right now it's seven and 18 it's not what i think the team envisioned i don't think it's what the staff envisioned it's certainly not what we envisioned i think a lot of it again is you have to circle back to the absences it's unexpected but those guys have helped really and this is not to again i think everybody has kind of contributed at some point this season i mean but for the sake of the argument these two i mean the hornets are in so many games lately i, I would venture to guess They've got to be close to or at least in the top 10 for clutch time games. I mean, it feels like every game, maybe outside of that Boston game in the last couple of weeks, it felt like it's been in there and they just haven't been able to make a play or get a play or uh, in some games they have, but, you know, feels like more often than not it's the other team hitting a shot or a call or a rebound or something like that. So they've helped them get in these games and put themselves in position to win down the stretch and kind of fueling a lot of these comebacks. And again, that kind of circles back to the original point that we talked about earlier you know, can't fall into 23-point holes because it's just unlikely that you're going to come back from that too. So uh, they're putting themselves in position to win, and, and hopefully when they start getting these guys back, getting LaMelo, getting Gordon, getting Dennis, that addition will kind of uh, free things up a little bit more and kind of put them over the top so they start finishing off these late games. They start finishing off these close plays. They get that last rebound or that last shot or that last defensive stop in the end too. So They've been great, and I think it's only going to help the Hornets when they do get those guys back because they've you know, been playing so well. You just add to it, it's, it's theoretically only going to get better. No pressure or anything there, Sam, but sounds like it might be a decent little write-up on Hornets.com if you're able to take a deep dive into the analytics of how tight some of these games have been for the Hornets. Yeah, thank you. That's a uh, that's a good plug there. Maybe I should start getting work on it. It, does, it feels like a lot, though. It, it doesn't, you know, we don't have, I mean, you know, we talk about that Boston game. I mean, it, you can't really think of a ton of games that really, really got, at least lately, within the past. Boston year, and the game so in like, Memphis are the only two that stand out on the top of my head, Sam. Yeah, exactly. I mean, every, I mean, with the amount of guys, I mean, any team in the league that would be missing kind of the caliber of players that the Hornets would be missing would be in a situation where you're just not going to win a whole lot of games because you just don't have your guys. You don't have your main guys. All the guys that are missing are also the same guys that the same position right now. So 
um, you know, it's credit to them. They're hanging in there. They're they're playing hard. They're playing to the final whistle. And when you're going up against guys like, you know, you've got a lot of young. I mean, we had stretches where J.C. Thor was guarding Kevin Durant in the fourth quarter last night. Bryce McGowan's was playing fourth quarter minutes last night. Like, those guys are really, really young and have promising futures. But that kind of particular moment is not exactly something I think we expected to see at the beginning of the season, but kudos to them. I think they're holding their own, and everyone's kind of stepping in and, and, and you know putting themselves in position to make some plays there at the end to hopefully put it over the top too. So it's tough, but they're going to get there. They're going to get there. You know, continue to compete. Put yourself in position to win these games. It's going to happen. It's going to turn. I'm very confident. It's just you know it's not fun right now as we know losing, but it's going to turn at some point. Next chance for it to turn is Friday against the New York Knicks at home. You can get your tickets at Hornets.com for that one. Sam Proley, lead writer of Hornets.com, thank you so much for joining me on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, of course, we'll have our preview podcast tomorrow for you here again on iHeart, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. For Sam Proley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you here tomorrow once again on EHHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.